Commerce and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Boom, 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 and ba-boom. My name is Clay Clark, the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And on today's show, I am super excited about today's topic because we're talking about how to build a multi-million dollar physician's staffing company. Someone might say, well, how does that apply to me? Well, when you build a business, uh, businesses are more similar than they are different. But we actually had a Thriver who attended our in-person uh, Thrive Time workshop, the next one of which is October 6th and 7th. And when, when they attended the workshop, they asked the question, they said, how do I build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company? Because they've, apparently they've been a staffing company, Eric, uh, Chup, for a long, long time, but they haven't really been profitable and now about five years into it they want to take they want to turn the corner next level they want to get unstuck unstuck go they want to grow level. their business and so we're going to break down for them the proven path we've helped many companies uh, become very successful in the staffing industry and we're honored and excited to help you so action item number one is you want to avoid the staffing company killers you want to avoid the staffing company killers. There's certain predictable uh, problems you're going to run into. And we have Paul Hood on the show today. Paul Hood is a CPA. Paul, how are you doing, my man? I am outstanding. Thank you for asking, Clay. Now, I'm going to break down these these uh, staffing company killers, but really they apply to almost anybody listening out there if you want to start a business. And so we're going to start with this first one. Uh, you want to make sure you don't have too much overhead right now. Now, Paul, you meet with a lot of business owners and it seems to be a universal problem that the business owners have way too much overhead. They have way too much cost um, sunk into things that don't produce revenue for the company. Um, can you walk us through your process? If someone's listening today and they go to hoodcpas.com and they schedule a consultation, how do you uh, go about determining if they have too much overhead? Well, you know, overhead is, is just another word for fixed costs. And so when you have fixed costs, you, that's the... Uh, you got to cover those before you make a dollar of, of profit. And so what we'll do is sit down and first segregate costs between fixed and variable and, uh, and then just evaluate each and every one of them. You know, if you, if you, uh, uh, you have to be careful because a lot of small businesses, you know, this is their, their baby and they go out and, and they got to look pretty and got to have the fanciest office equipment and, and be on the right side of the street before they've even made a dollar. And so you have to train people to defer some of that gratification that uh, to uh, earn now. What uh, kinds of overhead uh, do most business owners, when you sit down with them and you do an audit and you help them figure out where they're at, what kinds of overhead do you typically see business owners caught up in? Where they, you say, whoa, 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 you way overspent on this area. Well, uh, they uh, office space. Um, you know, they've they, um, got to have the nicest, the newest uh, signage. Got to have uh, gold-plated signage, yeah. gold-plated signage. And, you know, actually a lot of it, too, is uh, um, uh, whether it be employee benefits or whatever, you know, they're, they're providing everything to everybody except for their customers. Mm. Now, Eric Chupp, this next, this next predictable uh, company killer that the staffing companies want to uh, make sure that you uh, uh, kind of vaccinate yourself against, you want to make sure that you don't get into this trap, is choosing not to hold your team accountable for daily key 
performance indicators. I want to start with you, and then I also want to get uh, Danny Oliver's take on this as well, because uh, Danny's obviously on the show today support to, to uh, support the veterans, but at the same time, uh, having been in the military, you, you know what it means to be accountable. And so I want to start with you, Eric. I want to ask yeah. you this. Um, you ran a construction company. Talk to me about how hard it is to hold people accountable and how you as a business coach have been able to help some of your clients to hold their teams accountable. One big thing that you have to do if you're going to start holding your team accountable is actually schedule it. Schedule daily huddles. Schedule weekly meetings, progress meetings with your key team members. Um, otherwise, the, the things start to drift, right? And then once the drifting occurs, Clay, I know you're a huge fan of drifting. Uh, not really. But not really. that's whenever you uh, you start losing and, and failing when you're performing your, your product or service for your clients. So you've got to keep them accountable by putting it into your schedule first and foremost. I would highly recommend that everybody listening to today's show that you make – a daily checklist of all the things your team is accountable for. And I'm just going to give you an example of a, of a story that's kind of sad and kind of, kind of stupid, and, and hopefully uh, we all come out better as a result of having heard it. There was a business about a decade ago, and they're not in business anymore, so, but they were downtown Tulsa, and they had a deli. And so, Paul, if you were officed downtown at 5th and Boston, and uh, you were going to have lunch, typically when, when would you go to a deli downtown, 5th and Boston, downtown Tulsa? Well, for lunch, I'd say 11.15 to 12.30. Now, uh, Danny, I don't know if you're a big lunch guy, if you like to eat lunch, or if you're kind of the guy who likes to just work right through the lunch. But, Danny, when would you uh, go go get lunch? Uh, between 11.30 and 12.30. Chup, would you get lunch during that same time, or are you kind of a guy that likes to eat late or eat early, or what time would you go typically? I would go like 11 and 1. I'm a double lunch guy. Oh, like, nice. You know? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Somewhere right. Yeah, I mean, noon, right around noon. So she passed out cards to all of the members of this downtown business group and said, I'd love it if you guys could come support my new deli. And I thought, sure. And uh, she said she wanted us to coach her business and help her grow. I said, absolutely, let's, let's, let's at least meet. Well, I go there, and when I get there, there's a sign on the door that says, sorry, we apologize for the inconvenience, closed today due to personal you know, emergency or something. Well, I've never been to Starbucks or Whole Foods or really any, any restaurant or big uh, company that serves any kind of food. You know, Whole Foods serves lunch. Uh, Chick-fil-A serves lunch. I've never seen them have a sign that says, sorry, we're closed today due to a personal situation. And I right. thought, you know what? Maybe she's a new startup. Maybe it's just her and her husband, her and her friend, her and somebody. Maybe she's just going through some stuff. You know? so, I, so I didn't say anything. I just went to the next meeting. She said, did you come out to my place? I said, I did. She goes, oh, my gosh, what day? I told her. She goes, oh, well, you we were closed that day for an emergency. She says, well, come on out next time. It'll be a great thing. Well, I get out there, and you go into the bathroom. And it's like nobody has been into the bathroom to maintain it in like six months. And the food that I ordered was impossibly terrible. Mm. And the rationale, the reason why the food was terrible, she said her supply guy didn't get the products in on time. Right. And so I started realizing that everything about her business wasn't getting done, not because she didn't know what to do, but because excuses, which are acceptable in people's personal lives, aren't acceptable in the world of business. You either got it done or you didn't get it done. And that's why, Danny, I want to get your take on this because you served in the military. Is that correct? That is correct. W when did you serve and what uh, branch of the military did you serve in? Uh, U.S. Marines from uh, 1969 to 94. Wow. Okay. So from 1969 to 1994. By the way, thank you for serving, my friend. Amen. Um, talk to me about in the military. If you're in the Marines and, you know, let's say I'm, I'm on your team, I'm on your squad, and you're the head guy. You're the, you're the guy in charge. And you were in the Marines for a long time, so you probably were in charge of something. Is that right? A day or two. Okay, so when you're in charge of something and uh, you tell someone to get something done, 
Um, what sort of expectation do you have on the Marines? Is it okay if I tried to get it done and maybe I didn't find the tools or resources needed? Or is it okay if I have a few excuses? I mean, what's the mindset of the Marines when you tell a member of your team to get something done? Well, being on air, I couldn't actually give you the response a Marine would. However, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not holding yourself accountable, you're not holding your troops accountable, your employees accountable, and that is the first sign of a leadership failure. You have to hold your team accountable. Now, I want to ask you this, because this is not a political show, but you were in the military, and so in my mind, uh, freedom isn't free, and you fought for the right to say whatever you want. So I want to get your take on this, because um, Jerry Jones, is my understanding, Jerry Jones, the, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, basically organized a pre-game uh, show of unity, as he called it, where all of the players would actually kneel with actually Jerry Jones, the, the leader, the members of the ownership team, and then they would all stand together for the national anthem. That was his his play. Uh, Danny, you served in in the military, and the national anthem is is uh, in my mind a symbol of the freedom that you guys fought for. What's going through your mind when you watch entire NFL teams kneeling down on the sidelines? It is beyond disrespectful. It is beyond un-American. And the NFL may now stand for North Korea Football League, as far as I'm concerned. It, it, it irritated you that much? Yes, sir. And I will say this. It's not a political show, but it irritated me that much as well. Because I think if you hate Donald Trump, as an example, if you hate President Trump, my thought would, would be you get to excessively celebrate in the end zone as much as you want now. Why not go into the end zone and have a choreographed uh, dance that mocks Donald Trump? Or why not uh, you know, write something on your shoe that says, I don't like Donald Trump? Or why not wear T-shirts during warm-ups that say, we don't like Trump? But the idea that you would kneel and not even stand, I mean, how sad was it that the, that the Steelers, they have a six-foot-nine uh, Army Ranger. I don't know if you guys saw that, that, that uh, highlight, but he is the only member of the Steelers that would come out of the locker room for the national anthem, and it's because he was a Ranger. And so he's out there standing by himself. And I just want to. So, Danny, if you could, if you were the coach of the Cowboys or the coach of the Patriots or the coach of whatever, would you make your players stand? <laughs> would you make them stand? Absolutely. But the accountability thing is, if you do make the players stand, guess what happens? They're not happy. And that's what accountability is: is it's getting the result. It's not running around making sure that everybody's happy. And I just don't think that in our Santa Claus culture, where we don't hurt anybody's feelings, where people, whether people understand this concept of accountability. And you can argue with my methodology about accountability and how I hold people accountable, but you cannot argue with my results. You can't argue with the consequences of not holding people accountable. Because if you do not hold people accountable, there, there's nothing you can get done. You just you just have to hold your team accountable. Now this third this third predictable uh, company killer is not having enough cash reserve to be able to offer a no-brainer. So Eric Chupp, you work with your clients all the time, and when you work with a business owner, can you explain what a no-brainer is and why every business owner out there has to have a no-brainer? Yeah, so a no-brainer is uh, an offer that you come up with to uh, give out there to your potential clients, and it's like it, the name is. It has to be a no-brainer. Like, I can't turn that down. Elephant in the room, $1 first haircut. Who's going to turn down a $1 it's for a It's such a good deal. You almost can't turn it down. You can't turn it down. And so when, we're, when we work with businesses, we help them a lot in trying to figure out what can we do to provide that value to the client, but get them in the door because that's the whole key is you got to you know cut through all the clutter and all the boring other companies out there, get the customer into your door in order to wow them. But, Paul, it's hard to offer people a big discount if you aren't uh, in a cash-strong situation. I mean, right. if you can't – talk to me about what percentage of business owners that you meet with that are really under saving. 
that are undersaving. Yeah. Um, I have yet to meet one that is not over undersaving uh, because they don't pay themselves first. Most of the time they uh, uh, wait to pay all their bills and then, oh, I'm going to save what's left, but there's always extra bills. Hey, I got a question for you, Clay. Yeah, sure, sure. Back on that number two about holding uh, employees accountable. Yeah. Is it okay, you know, like a lot of parents would do with their kids, they get on to them and they say, don't make me count. So like with your employees, can you say, I'm going to count to three if you don't do it right? Is that something that would go over well? I, I just find in my businesses, in my life, I just clearly uh, lay out the carrot and the stick, the reward and the consequence. And if somebody just goes in eyes wide open knowing there's a consequence, I'm being dishonest if I don't actually do what I said I'm going to do. So right. I'm all about let's lay out the expectations, good and bad. And, Paul, unfortunately, sometimes you do have to have the consequence of if you don't do this, then on the first strike, the second, and the third, this is going to happen. Sometimes you have to have those. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're um, managing kids, but it's amazing. how, like In our office, there's people that I have never had a, an awkward, intense accountability discussion with, and I never will have a talk with them. And there's some people who, like, every third day, they just want to have that talk. Now, Paul, if I'm listening today, you're giving a free gift away to all of our listeners. What is the gift that you're giving all of our listeners today, my friend? I am giving away one of the most amazing books. Books you'll ever read. It'll take you a while, but it's worth the read. It's uh, Warren Buffett's book, uh, The Snowball. And if you will send me an email to paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com. Give me your name, address, and phone number, and we'll get it right out to you. Thrive Nation, today we are talking about how to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. And when we come back, we're going to teach you the step-by-step -step process of building this type of business. Also, when we come back, we're going to have a word from Danny Oliver. He's telling us about a cause that he's standing behind to raise awareness for disabled American veterans. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. to the Business Coach Radio Show that's so all-inclusive that Barack Obama and Donald Trump could agree on it if we could just get them in the same room together. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, we can. You're fired. Yes, we are back and better than ever. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we're teaching you how to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. But before we get into the, the nitty-gritty of how to do this and step number two, uh, Paul Hood, you have a free gift for all of our listeners out there. You're kind of a, you're kind of a benevolent, uh, benevolent uh, guest, my friend. What are you giving away to all of our listeners? Well, you know, I was told that if you're sad, one of the ways you're not sad is to serve and... Uh, my Cowboys this weekend kind of laid an egg. So um, we're offering this free book. It's a great book. Uh, send me an email. It's uh, Warren Buffett's book called uh, Snowball. Uh, Snowball. Yeah. And send me an email to paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com. Send me your name, address, and phone number, and we'll zip it right out to you. Now, Thrive Nation, a little fun factoid for you. Snowball is the only authorized Warren Buffett biography, the only one that Warren Buffett said, yeah, I'll sit down and do an interview. Yeah, you can come into my life. Yeah, you can interview people. And he interviews family, friends, colleagues, people over his entire career. And if you want to learn how to obtain wealth and how to build the snowball, to build that compound interest with your finances, you definitely owe it to yourself to take Paul up on, on this offer. Now, Paul, again, how can people claim that book? Well, yeah, send me an email at paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at h-o-o-d-c-p-a-s.com. Send me your name, address, and phone number. 
and uh, I'll get it right out to you. Clay, one of the things I thought was really interesting in the book, he talks about, you know, most financial advisors will talk about diversification. Right. And he's completely opposite of that. He's, he's about concentration, but he does his homework. It's not a lazy way of investing. It's a very interesting read. Send me that email at paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com. Now, if you've ever wanted to start a successful business, and specifically a staffing company, we're teaching you the specific path that I've actually helped numerous staffing companies to actually produce multi-million dollar companies. Okay, so step number two, you got to define your, your numbers before you start. you got to know your numbers before you start. And so I'm going to go rapid fire through the six numbers you need to know, and I'm going to go back and forth with Paul Hood here to break it down, okay? First off, you have to know how much profit you're going to make per customer. So if you're building this staffing company, you have to know from the very beginning, on paper, before you actually have expenses, you want to make a spreadsheet, fill it out, and know how much profit you'll actually make per customer so that you'll know it's actually worth it to start the business. Um, Paul, I don't think a lot of business owners know how much profit they're going to make per customer. No, they don't. Most uh, business owners are technicians, and they're just going to go out and turn a screw or, or whatever and do some work. And they don't proactive. They don't plan. If you can't, if you, you've got to quantify what you define as success and how you're going to get there so that you can measure your process. Now, move number two. Move. Move number two. You've got to know how many customers you need just to break even. You've got to ask yourself, how many customers do I need, Paul, just to break even? Why do I have to do that, Paul? Well, like we talked about earlier, uh, you know, we talked about overhead, and overhead is like fixed costs. Fixed costs is what you have to pay before if you don't sell a single item. And so if you don't know your break-even uh, point, you don't know if your business is, vi is, is viable or not. And to, so you define that, and, and that shows you where you're at on the scale of making money. Actually, a lot of businesses don't even know if they're making money or not. And if somebody wants to do a deep dive with you, they want to sit down for an hour of power with you for a look under the hood with Paul Hood, Tulsa's accounting expert of choice. How can they schedule that appointment with you? Well, they can either call my office at 918-747-7000. We have offices in Barnesville, Tulsa, and Claremore. But that Tulsa office can reach me anywhere. Uh, ask for one of my assistants, and they'll give you set you up for the hour for free. Or send me an email directly, paul at hoodcpas.com. Paul at hoodcpas.com. Now, move number three. You got to know how many customers you need to achieve your goals. Uh, Paul, I, I don't see this. I, I feel like a lot of people don't have their goals. I think maybe the husband and wife have different goals, and they've never sat down to think about it. Uh, as an example, uh, this weekend I was talking to my wife, and I said, you know, one of my goals is I actually want to build a massive stone wall with you, and I want it to take all year. Like, I want to do it every weekend and just keep building this wall. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Bishop who built this castle in Colorado. It's called Bishop's Castle. And he's built the whole... Have you seen the Bishop's Castle before? I have not. During the break, I'll show it to you on YouTube. He's built this castle from hand. And I, I, I like those kind of projects with my wife. I'm not very handy, so she has to be the, the mines, and I'll just be the guy who carries the stones. But I, I, that's a goal I have. And there's a lot of goals I don't have, but that's a goal that I have. And we sit down together and we talk about our goals often. And so we don't drift apart. Uh, can you talk to me with a business owner why it's so important that they sit down with their partners and their team to figure out their actual goals? Well, you should have goals in every aspect of your life, uh, whether it be exercise or uh, uh, financial or marriage or anything else. And so you have to define where you want to go to even know if you're on the path of getting there. And so that's the next step after you, you establish how much you have to do to break even. The next step is, is then how many of those clients do you need or customers do you need to reach your, your profit goals? Now, one of our, the, the goals of our show is to make sure that we're always supporting the local people who are standing up for what we believe to be right, who are standing up for causes that matter. And uh, I believe in a, in a time where uh, people are, are kneeling 
for the national anthem, uh, we should do a whole lot of standing up for the veterans uh, because it's it's absolutely um, ins- insane the level of sacrifice that uh, uh, Danny, that guys like you and former Marines and mil- members of our military have, have given. You've how many years of your life have you sacrificed defending the country? You said from 1969? 20, cr- 25 years. 25 years. Okay, so you've made these sacrifices. You served with many people who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Can you walk me through what are you doing right now to give back and to support the disabled American veterans, my friend? Well, the disabled American veterans on November 4th will have our second annual 5K. Now, it's a little misconstrued with the name 5k however you can walk ride your motorcycles roll or run to honor america's heroes and we're doing this in conjunction with americom group technologies which is home based out of owasso and their outreach program eagle ops has set a goal What's that goal That goal is to put a thousand oklahomans on the same team in Tulsa to put Oklahoma on the map against the other cities who are hosting this 5K, which is Atlanta, Atlanta, Boston. Got those guys beat. Cincinnati. It's easy to beat. Newport News. Absolutely easy to beat. San Antonio. Well, that'll be a little more challenging, but. It will be, but not with the spirit of Oklahomans. So if I'm listening right now, how can I get involved in this cause, my friend? You need to go to DAV5K.org. That's D. A-V, the number 5K.org. Select Tulsa. All right. Join the team Eagle Ops. Join the team Eagle Ops. Now, Thrive Nation, we're talking today about how to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. And this next step here is got to figure out how many presentations you need just to get one staffing contract. Eric Chubb, why is it so important for entrepreneurs to be realistic about the number of rejections you need to get before you get a yes? Because you got to know how long it's going to take you to get those yeses. Is it going to take you three weeks to get a yes? Is it going to take you a half a day of out beating down doors? you got to know what that time frame is going to be or you have no capability to plan for your future. Thrive Nation, I encourage you to stay tuned because we come back, we're going to teach you the specific steps that you need to take to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. We've helped multiple entrepreneurs to do this, and we're going to do it again here on the Thrive Time Show today. My name is Clay Clark. During the break, go to thrivetimeshow.com and download the Start Here ebook. Absolutely free. That's free. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show. It's business school without the BS. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep. Thrive Nation today, we're teaching you how to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. Sounds pretty specific. Well, it is. We had a a Thriver who attended our in-person workshop. And our next one, by the way, is October 6th and 7th. And uh, Paul Hood, uh, thanks to your uh, your sponsorship, the tickets now are just $100, my man. Thank you so much for uh, for supporting this event, my friend. Absolutely. I I tell you, I uh, put my money where my mouth is, and I've been to them. It's worth the effort. And uh, I just didn't want there to be any kind of uh, anything to stand in the way of people coming. Well, you know, at the last uh, workshop, we had somebody who had a question. And their question was, hey, 
I have been in, in the staffing industry for a long time, and I've really struggled to ever financially uh, make it. And so I want to know what the proven path is that you guys would use if you were going to coach me as a business coach through your system. And uh, it was kind of fun because I've done this multiple times. And so I'm, I'm laying out the proven path we're going to take you through. And the step number two is you want to define the numbers before you start, okay? So you want to figure out how many daily presentations you need to get one staffing contract. And then you want to figure out how many daily rejections do you need to get to get one deal. As, as an example, okay? So let's say that um, you do 10 presentations and you only close one out of 10. It's important for you to know that you're probably going to need 10 to close one. So the next question you'd ask yourself is, okay, how many rejections do I even need to get per day just to get an appointment? So if you need 10 rejections to get an appointment, my friend, you need to get 100 rejection calls to get 10 appointments to get one deal. And as long as the math works out, it's fine. But I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are shooting one for 10. And so they say, you know what, I'm going to scale back on the number of appointments I'm going to do because I can't handle the rejection. Now, 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 of course, very few people would boldly say that out loud. They say, they say I'm going to focus on higher quality leads. That's right. <laughs> and so they say it in sort of a passive way of like, you know, I'm going to focus on higher quality leads. You know, I'm going to try to uh, create a, a, a click funnel. I'm going to create a series of drip emails. Go I'm going to take it viral. I'm going to try to make it viral. I'm going to make more. And what happens is, at the end of the day, you got to close some deals. You got to close some deals. You got to figure out how many rejections do you need per day just to get one appointment, and how many presentations do you need to close a deal? And the final one is, how many rejections do you need to get per week to achieve your financial goals? Now, Eric Chup, back in the day with DJ Connection, before I knew you. Mm -hmm. Every single one of my call center reps was held accountable to make a minimum of 100 outbound calls a day. And if you go to thrivetimeshow.com forward slash share, you can see footage from the call center. And you can see a, good video. a group of men and women getting rejected left and right all day. But they always made good money because I held them accountable to the quota regardless of, regardless of how they felt. So I want, I want you to, because you, you've worked with a lot of business owners that just have not uh, known the level of intensity or the level of activity needed to produce success before you've coached them. Mm -hmm. And then after you've worked with them for a couple months, they get into a new habit, a new rhythm, a new energy, a new, that's like, it becomes their normal now. Right. It's the new. How, the new do, you, how do you do that? If someone's listening right now and they realize, uh, I'm secretly... Uh, Getting about four rejections a week, and I really need to be getting like 40, 40 a week, <laughs> and my deals are closing kind of slow, and so you're kind of, it's that weird tension where everybody, it's the elephant in the room, everybody in your business knows that you're, you're not getting enough activity. How do you as a business coach sit down with the owner and help them get unstuck? you got to make sure you're focusing on your long-term. You put your emotions into your long-term goals. You can't be all emotional about short-term rejections. You have to know what you're focusing on to get to those long-term goals. And so those daily rejections, you just got to shake them off. you got to change your mindset, and that's what you were referencing there. It can take a month or two to kind of get used to that because nobody likes to be told no uh, 30, 40 times a day on the phone. But when you have those long-term goals and that's your rudder and your ship stays in that direction, then you can, you can shake off those rejections and move forward. Now, Thrive Nation, this might not feel good. But this is the real stuff. You've got to find a way to emotionally connect to your long-term goals. Write down your goals right now. Emotionally connect to your long-term goals. What are your long-term goals? And then you have to emotionally completely disconnect from the question, how do you feel? Because nobody cares how you feel when you go to the bank. You don't go to the bank and the teller is like, hi, uh, welcome to such and such bank. And you said, hey, here's the deal. I would like to deposit some intentions 
And she says, oh, great. Well, how do you feel? And I go, well, I would feel really good if you could deposit $10,000 because I intended on closing those deals. But great. Oh, not a problem. Let me adjust that deposit slip so you feel great. No, it doesn't happen that way. And, and Danny, uh, you served in the military. Danny Oliver, you served in the Marines. How did your... Uh, you know, when you just, when you signed up for boot camp, right? You go through the, the the basic boot camp, and then what do you progress to, like Navy SEAL training? Uh, walk me through what kind of motivational techniques did your boss use? Did he offer to serve you birthday cake, high fives, hugs? How do they motivate you to feel <laughs> like waking up to do those morning physical training exercises? Oh, every day with a little Danish and a cup of coffee. Oh, and nice. Would you mind getting up? No, actually, we were just pure mission driven. And it was kind of mind over matter. We didn't mind and we didn't matter <laughs> as long <laughs> okay. as we were accomplishing the mission that was set forth that day. Now, what time did you typically wake up when you're doing your training for the Marines? What time do they wake you up in the morning? Reveille goes at 0530. So that's 5, 5, 5.30 in the morning. Yes, sir. And do they wait for you to be motivated to wake you up? Do they do the whole bugle thing? Are they splashing water on you? Are they, are they tasering you? How do they wake you up typically? All of the above, and you're out of your rack before <laughs> 530. Uh, because if you're getting up at 530, you're already 15 minutes late. Were you in pretty good shape before entering the Marines? I mean, physically, were you in good shape before entering the Marines? I was just in fair shape. And uh, did the first day you did some running. Do you remember how far you ran that first day? Does that, does that stuck in your mind, how far you ran? We ran a mile and a half the first day. And did you uh, find yourself getting sick day one, day two, day three? Four, five, six, and seven. And did they pull you aside and say, hey, it's okay, buddy. We'll wait till you feel like running. Or did they just yell at you? They just yelled. And I would tell you this. If you're an entrepreneur um, and you don't feel like working today, just yell at yourself. Because you're, you're going to financially, if you can't deal with the short-term pain of doing what you don't want to do today, you're going to deal with the long-term pain of living a life that you can't afford to live. I mean, you can't financially afford anything. And that's the problem with being self-employed is you can be self-unemployed as well. Now, action item number three, Thrivers, is you want to create a world-class brand from day one. You've got to get the logo right. Now, Paul Hood. You're in the world of, of CPAs and accountants. Um, how, uh, I mean, you've seen some pretty epic CPA business cards over the years. Um, how much do they teach you about branding or marketing or logo creation when you're in school to become a CPA, a certified professional, or certified per, uh, professional accountant? Well, uh, they actually teach us nothing because up till about 25 years ago, uh, our profession said it is not professional to advertise. So advertising that is taught in college, at least when I was in, and my son just graduated a few years ago, uh, is, is Neil. Is uh, you word of mouth, you be good enough to where other people will talk about you. Is it professional, I mean, ethically to live under a, a bridge if you're a CPA and you're not good at bringing in customers? Is that ethical? Well, absolutely. You know, if you're if you are uh, performing the services and people like you and, <laughs> and all of that, that, who cares where you live? All right, now Thrive Nation, if you are worried about living in a van down by the river because you're bad at marketing, you want to stay tuned. We're teaching you everything you need to know about branding and making a logo when you come back. Yeah. 
Do you want to learn how to build a successful business? Or do you want to live in a red van down by the river? In a van down by the river. In a van down by the river. In a van down by the river. Wow, people are excited, Eric Chup, to live in a van down down by the river. Calm down over there on the river coast, friends. Calm down. Thrive Nation here. We are broadcasting live from the left coast of the Arkansas uh, river. And so if you are looking to office in a van down by the river, just call the good folks at uh, uh, One Fire, the Riverwalk Development. I'm sure maybe you could park a, a car there on blocks and maybe they, I'm not sure they charge. Eric, do you remember what they charge per, was it per square foot to park your van down by the river? Do you remember? Uh, it was around eight fifty a square foot. Eight fifty, But then there's a $100 hookup fee. So hookup fee. Yeah. 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 That's where they want, get you. But if you don't want to hook up your van, you're okay. If you just want to keep stay out there with no utilities, you're, right. you're fine. Grow your hair out, start yoga, doing all that kind of stuff in the same. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, action item number three is we're talking about how to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. You've got to create a world-class brand from day one. Now, Elon Musk, this is the guy, the man behind Tesla, PayPal, SpaceX, etc. He's worth an estimated $16.1 billion, and Forbes ranked him as the 21st most powerful human on the planet. And he says, brand is just a perception. And perception will match reality over time. Sometimes it will be ahead, other times it will be behind. But brand is simply a collective impression some have about a product. Now, we, we put the link up here often on the show so you can go look at the logos. It's so important for you to look at the logos of the world's best brands so you don't overcomplicate it. You don't need to read 87 books about uh, logos. You don't need to go to graphic design school about logos. You don't need to read books about logos. Just look at the top 10 logos in the world. Why would I want to do that? Because you want to you want to not reinvent the wheel. You don't you don't need to make this a difficult process. So let's go up there real quick here, Thrive Nation. Let's go ahead and look at the logo of Apple. If you've got a smartphone or a smart device, let's just pull up the logo for the Apple company. Okay, and Eric Chubb, I'm going to pull it up here so you can see it right here next to me. Here we go. The Apple logo, uh, it's a black Apple. What? And uh, that's that's pretty much it. That's too simple. That's too... Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's, let's look at the Google logo. Let's just look at the Google logo. Okay. We're using Google, so it's easy to see it, but there it is. It just... It just says Google. The word Google with what? letters that are different what? colors. What? Well, so simple. I bet you Microsoft's will be much more complicated. I bet you this thing will be impossible to print on a T-shirt. And what? no, it's four squares. Inside one square. What? what? Is it? Oh, it's, it's too much. What about the? I bet you. I bet you the Facebook logo is going to be super symbolic. It's going to mean eighteen things. Totally it's going to be like. What? Oh, Wait a minute. Oh, so Facebook's logo is simple too. It's just an a big F. F. An F for F. Facebook. Okay, Coca-Cola. These guys, I bet you their logo is going to be a thing within a thing, a dream within a dream. It's going to be like trying to describe the plot line of the Matrix to a friend of yours who doesn't retain knowledge. Here we go. <laughs> and there it is just a font. Uh, unfortunately, for me, that is complex because I don't know how to read cursive. Uh, let me pull up but... Let me pull up Amazon's logo. I'm going to pull up Amazon's logo because this apparently, this is not... Chuck, have you been working with the Illuminati to set me up? I was going to teach people all the complex <laughs> theories of logo making. No, it's just like a smiley face with an arrow under the word Amazon. So, Eric, Chuck, what I'm what I'm seeing the, the pattern that I'm seeing as I look at. By the way, if you go to the, if you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you click on today's show notes, we're going to put a link to all these logos so you can see them up there. Just go to thrivetimeshow.com, click on the podcast click button, it. and you will see the logos. Eric, is d- does the profundity? Ever stop amazing you how simple 
the logos for the biggest companies are. Does it ever just cease to amaze you where you go, Isn't these are weird? Isn't It's like they've done research. It's like they've all like figured this out already. Like you said, you know, hey, let's not reinvent the wheel. Pirates, not pioneers. But you see business owners that you've coached with and you've helped them get out of the rut, mm-hmm. but they've been working on a logo with a designer for like seven months. Yeah, or they have a terrible one that's from 18 years ago that their sister-in-law designed and is in love with, and she's got it on her website. And oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, oh. but, but it's not, it's, uh, there's 14 words on it. How are you going to put that on a mobile version of a website? Thrive Nation, you've got to make a logo that's simple, that's repeatable, that can be print. Uh, th- th- these are some rules, just basic rules. If possible, have your logo be just two colors or less. Or less. It could be one color, two colors or less. Two, make it easy to print on stuff. Uh, because you're going to print a T-shirt or a hat or anything, you don't want to have a logo that requires you uh, consulting the periodic table and a team of nuclear <laughs> scientists who are going to team up with some kind of embroidering company to figure out a th- way to 3D print that logo. But you see this all the time, Eric Chubb. There's logos where companies we work with, their logos are so complex they can't print them on any apparel. Right. No shirts, no hats. Like I said, a mobile version of a website. It's just you got to make sure it's, it's simple so they can be understood when it's small. Now, move number two as it relates to creating world-class branding is you must create a world-class website. Now, Paul Hood, if the, if the Thrive Nation wants to go check out your website, what is your website address? How do people get a hold of you, my friend? Well, that kind of leads me into a complaint. I, I wish you would have gone down through 11, the 11 most famous um, um, uh, Brands? Yeah. Yeah, because Hood CPAs just came in at number 11. Oh, this just nice. In. This just, just in. In. <laughs> in, yeah. in. Informal survey, Paul's been surveying his own office, and yes. they said that, that is the 11th best. So if people want to get a hold of you, they go to, was it Hood, Hood CPAs? HoodCPAs.com. So it's plural, HoodCPAs.com. Yes. It's very if, fancy because we have more than one CPA there. So oh, so multiple. Like you've, you've replicated yourself Replication. and made systems. And Duplication. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask the, you this, Paul. I mean, you're giving away a tremendous gift for all of our listeners. How can they claim the gift, and what is the gift that you are giving away to each and every listener to the Thrive Time Show? Well, it's, uh, it's uh, Warren Buffett's book, Snowball. And I'm telling you, if you think you know about investing, how to make money, you don't. You need to read this book. Uh, send me an email at paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com, name, address, phone number, and uh, be prepared to be blown away. And then you're going to send him the Snowball book by Warren Buffett? That's correct. Why are you given the Snowball book by Warren Buffett? What's your, what's your motive? Why, why, why do you think it's an important book for everybody to have at least read or listened to the audio book version of? Well, uh, I think it's important because uh, we're in a uh, follow-the-leader type society, whether it be uh, kneeling on the side of a uh, football field well. or what have you. Um, and uh, Warren Buffett is, is different. And uh, I believe that if you want to be successful, you don't follow unsuccessful people. And it's a great book to lay out just a few things to make you think, make you think outside the box. So send me an email, paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com. Now, Danny, uh, you also have a a tremendous offer for the Thrive uh, Nation. You're a a a member of the the U.S. Marines. You served in the Marines for 25 years. Is that correct? Yes, sir. From 1969 to 1994, right? Correct. And so you you served for 25 years, and now that you, you got out, you said, okay, now that I'm done serving, I'm going to start uh, serving. And so what, what, what are you doing here to serve the veterans of the United States military? Tell us about this big uh, event you have planned. Well, I found a well-branded organization called DAV. DAV. And that, and that is their brand. And they are bringing their 5K, the DAV 5K, to Tulsa, 
at the Guthrie Green on November 4th. And in order to sign up, we ask that you go to DAV5K.org, select Tulsa, and then scroll down and join Team Eagle Ops. Team Eagle Ops. And if they do that, why would somebody here, why would, why would one of our listeners want to get involved? I mean, our listeners, they could be going to Quick Trip for the 14th time today. Uh, they could be going in there getting a taquito. Uh, they might go back and get mm. like uh, what? what the, it's the new burritos they have there. I mean, there's a lot. There's you know, Danny. The, the, the listeners have a lot of things they could be doing. I mean, well, they could our, be. Our event is to honor veterans, and that can be you know your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your sister, no matter when or where they served. And also, it's the outreach to expose the families to some of the benefits and things that their veteran might be eligible for that they're unaware of. And so it's it's a combination of honoring veterans and outreach simultaneously to build better lives. Now, Thrive Nation, if you are just now tuning into the Thrive Time Show, today we are talking specifically about how to build a successful multi-million dollar physician staffing company. And why are we talking about that? Well, we're talking about it because at our last in-person workshop on October 6th and 7th is the next one. But at our last in-person two-day Thrive Time workshop, we had somebody who had a question. And they wanted to know, what is the path that I need to go down to build a successful staffing company? And because we've helped multiple staffing companies throughout the country do this, we're teaching you with great confidence the system. And this next aspect of the system is you must create a world-class website. And the variables that you must have are the following. And I'm going to go fast, but you can listen to this, this, uh, re the rebroadcast of this on our Thrive Time Show uh, podcast button. So you'll never miss it. If, you do, if, I, if, I, if I go too fast, just go to thrivetimeshow.com forward slash podcast and click on it to hear it again. But one, you must have a no-brainer offer. You have to have a no-brainer offer. You have to have testimonials. You've got to have an optimized title tag. You've got to have an optimized description you got to have optimized keywords. It's got to be WordPress-based. You've got to be have a clear call to action on your website. you got to have a click-to-call phone number. You've got to have a headline that makes sense. You've got to have social media icons. You've got to have a horizontal navigation bar. You've got to have an HTML sitemap, and you've got to have a .xml sitemap. <gasps> Woo, so Thrive Nation, there's a lot of things you got to have on that website. But if you go to thrivetimeshow.com forward slash podcast, you can find the podcast version of today's broadcast so you'll never miss a note, a segment. Stay tuned. It's the Drive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach. It's business school without the BS. Welcome to the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Nation, welcome back to the conversation. Today we are talking about the proven path to build a multi-million dollar staffing company. Well, what's a staffing company? Well, a staffing company is a company that, that bridges the gap between the employer that needs quality people and the quality people that are looking for an employer. You're like a matchmaker for A players. That's what happens. Ooh. And so what you do is you have to be in contact with with not only potential candidates who are looking for work, but you also have to be in touch with the employers that are looking to hire great people. 
and you make your money by bridging the gap. So as an example, if you place a physician who makes $200,000 a year, it's normal for the staffing company to keep 10% to 20% of the gross paycheck of the employee. So the employee is getting paid $200,000 a year. You, as the matchmaker, are going to make between twenty dollars and $40,000 for matching one person. And so I've worked with many staffing companies that have gone on to, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, who've gone on to make millions of dollars of gross revenue and almost a million dollars a year of profit. Many times this can happen. I mean, almost a million dollars of profit because if, you, if you're good at it and you understand the game, you can make a lot of money. It's possible. But Eric Chupp, step number four, you've got to create repeatable sales processes. And this is the part where I see a lot of staffing people get stuck because being a staffing company, it's kind of like being an NFL agent or an NBA agent. You're an agent for the players. And it's a lot. it can become very personality-driven. And so what you have to do as a staffing company is you've got to find a way to set appointments so that you're only using, if you're the, the owner or the founder, you're only spending all of your time presenting. You don't want to spend any of your time getting someone on the phone. You don't want to spend any of your time calling wrong numbers. You just want to work from appointment to appointment. And I think a lot of ways that could be like being a CPA, Paul. I mean, because Paul, you you sit down with people, and I've heard them tell me that you've sat down with them for an hour for a one-on-one consultation. And after doing that, their eyes are opened, and they say, man, financially, I finally get it now. I finally know how things should be financially. But if you're spending your time you know, sorting email and, and sifting through the mail, uh, that's probably not the highest and best use of your time. So I want to ask you, Paul, as you've grown your business and if you've, as you've developed uh, the habit of becoming a better and better time manager, what are some of the things that you've had to learn to say no to that maybe you would have you know, said yes to 20 years ago when you first became a CPA? Well, uh, a few examples. Um, I don't know how to run our copy machine. I don't know how to run our scanner. I don't know how to uh, forward phone calls. I don't, those things I just don't have time to do. Um, emails, uh, somebody goes through my emails and, and clears out what I don't need. I don't open my own mail. And so it's, it's um, everybody at my office are, are doing things because I don't want to do them, and it's not efficient for me to do them. I could do everything they do if I just learn it. Now, let me reverse uh, this, the mindset of most thrivers. And Eric, Chep, I want to get your take on this. Mm. Um, have you used an Apple device today? Now, now obviously, we're doing this, recording the show on an Apple device. But outside of the show, have you used an Apple device today? Yes. Have you been on Amazon.com today? No. Oh, did you go on it this week? Yes. Have you used Google? Yes. Okay. The common denominator between all three of those very successful companies is a business coach by the name of Bill Campbell. Bill Campbell. If you look up the name Bill Campbell, you will find it. And Bill Campbell was the business coach of choice for Eric Schmidt, the Google. CEO of Google, yep. for Jeff Bezos of Amazon, and Steve Jobs. And you know the one thing that Bill Campbell could not do? What's that? Coding. That right? <laughs> he, he, he said, that's not what I do. My goal was to help to get each client I work with to perform at their best and to help them avoid um, predictable problems. My goal is not to become a coder. And people didn't really know about how much of an impact that Bill Campbell made until after his death because uh, a lot of his clients didn't want him working with anybody else. I mean, if you're, if you're Steve Jobs and you hire Bill Campbell to be your coach, um, you don't want him helping your competition. Right. And Apple, I mean, he's trying to make self-driving cars. He's trying to reinvent the music industry, the headphones, the computers, the iPads, the phones. I mean, there's not a lot that Steve Jobs wasn't in. 
And so it's not a thing where you can like refer your good buddy Bill Campbell, but he died of cancer last year, and when he passed, all these articles came out in TechCrunch, USA Today, um, big media features, Business Magazines, Inc. Magazine, they all started talking about the life and times of Bill Campbell. And all these top-level entrepreneurs came out and said, man, this was the guy that helped me. But I think a lot of people have this mindset that you have to be the one making the copies. You have to be the one making the sales calls. You have to be the one. So as we're talking about building repeatable sales processes, Eric Chupp, a business coach, all of the clients listening to this show, anybody listening to this show who's a potential client, you're a business owner, you want to be a business owner, you have to make a one sheet. Correct. So, Chup, list off for us what's included in this one sheet and what is a one sheet? So, a one sheet is basically like the name says, it's one sheet where you have like all of the pertinent information about your company. So, you've got a list of services that you offer. You've, you Then you've got to have your us versus them comparison. What if I want to have a 16 sheet or I just want to have a 16 page brochure? It's too complicated. You, it's too okay. complicated. It's too much stuff that you can't teach it, you can't duplicate it, you can't replicate Sounds it. Sounds very negative. I'll let, you, I'll let you continue going. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Uh, then you got to list out the uh, on that comparison table, you got to list out what you do better than the other guys. You can list them out by name. You can call them the other guys. You can do whatever you want to do there. But you got to uh, list out. I swear, I want to let you know this, Eric Chapa. Uh, Who's that? Who's that? I, I want to let you. I want to let you understand this stuff. That we don't have any competition. We you know, the only competition. I was with this Tony Robbins seminar, and I discovered the only competition I have is in my head, which it's is. Like I have like a rock-like skull, and so I'm uh, the, the unable to analyze it through the X-ray machine. Well, this one sheet's not for you. It, it's for the other people out here. Boom. People okay, fine, fine, yeah, boom. So, yeah, it's for everybody else. Okay, so then you got to list out the solutions that you provide and the problems you solve, and you have to support these by facts and statistics. It can't just be made-up things that are snake oil and that you can't prove, all right? So it's like 80% of, of my competition is, is bad. It's overall bad, and it's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to cite it, but it's just obvious. That's what you, They put that on there. You're good there, too. Okay, you? And then uh, two other things. You want to have your website and your phone number. Make sure you have a way for people to get a hold of you on that one sheet. And this is going to be the way that you duplicate your sales process. My, my clients don't use the interwebs, Eric. I'm a, I work with doctors primarily. Uh, and then doctors today, they use fax machines. Uh, very few of them even have an iPod. You know, they never go on the Internet. And uh, Al, they don't even know who Al Gore is, Eric. It's, it's a whole new thing. It, it, you got to be an early adopter here. Well, okay? my gotta, pants. <laughs> You got to trust us here. No, but th like I said, that's that duplication process. That's where you lay out a bit of a script for the uh, people that aren't you to go out and be able to close deals following the same uh, process that you did when you were closing them. Okay, so you got to make a one sheet. Now, the one sheet makes your systems repeatable. If you don't do that, you're going to lose the game. And if you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you click on the podcasts button, there we have placed the ultimate competitor so comparison good. sheet. We're posting the actual sheet that Southwest Airlines used. We're posting the Southwest Airlines one sheet. Come on, Thrive Nation. Go to thrivetimeshow.com, click on podcast, check, <laughs> check, check it out. Now, the next step is you got to have an outbound sales script. I don't want to make my people sound scripted, Eric Chupp, business coach tyrant. Why do I have to make an outbound sales script? Because you will have no idea what these people are saying if you don't. They're going to offer crazy things. They're going to make crazy promises. It's just a wild world out there. Uh, now, Danny Oliver, you served in the Marines, in the U.S. Marines, and I was I was doing some research, you know, for the the show, making sure we're prepared here. And I, and we don't, Eric Chuppet, we, we don't cut corners. No corners. We're cut. Gonna cut, we know Paul Hood's going to be on the show. Tell us his number one CPA, and you know, Danny Oliver, U.S. Marines, going to be on the show. You never want to cut the corner. We're a couple squares, man. And so what we realized was that that was this, and the Marines. Uh, and again, this is what I found. On, on Wikipedia and such, 
Uh, it, it, apparently, in the Marines, they don't let people just wear what they want. You know, they all got to wear the same thing. And apparently, you guys have to all load your weapons the same way. And apparently, there, there is like a way to do things. Can you walk me through how the Marines would have gone should every member of the team be able to wear what they wanted to wear and be able to load their own ammo the way they wanted to and maybe even have their own, choose their own weapons? We would have stopped in year one. <laughs> so, I mean, walk me through this. I've seen movies about this, and I've had friends of mine who've served. And one of my friends was telling me about this gig line, the gig line. Can you explain to the thrivers what the gig line is? But it's like where you know, I guess it's where the the buttons are all you know. I don't know that they might have called different different no jargon for it. But I guess when you get to when you dress up it, there it, in the Marines, you got to have like what you got to you have to have your clothes aligned the right way. Perfect. Yeah, your, your gig line means that your your fold of your shirt that where you button it goes in long with your belt buckle along with your zipper, so everything is in line. Now, my understanding is if you don't have your gig line in order or you don't have your shoes polished or you don't load your rifle properly, apparently not so good things happen to you. Uh, you'll, you'll end up in that famous pit. And what's the pit? Walk us through the pit. Well, sounds exciting. The pit is where you learn to love and hate sand all at the same time. What, what is the pit? I mean, how big is the pit? Oh, the pit's as big as your platoon. The pit's as big as your company. It just depends on where your gunny or your platoon sergeant want to take you. And what kind of fun things do you do in the in the sand pit? Oh, you learn. You learn how <laughs> long you can and cannot stay in the front leaning rest position. Really? Do you do you like burpees until your brain explodes? Uh, and then ten more. <laughs> oh, nice. Brainless, brainless burpees. Do you ever throw? Did you ever? Have you ever thrown up in the in the pit? Personally, no, but that happens a lot. Nice, nice. Now, Thrive Nation, you can't take your sales team to the pit, allegedly, with the current labor laws. You can't do that. But what you can do is you can hold them accountable to following the script. And if you don't have a script, you, there's nothing to hold them accountable to. Now, the next thing is inbound sales script. Paul Hood, so many people go to hoodcpas.com every day. So many people are going to hoodcpas.com because... They're not happy with their account. They've never taken a look under the hood of their personal finances. And when they reach out to you, uh, you have a, a process in place. You have a way your phone is answered and a team that helps people. And it's a walk me through the importance of having a process in place to answer your inbound phones, phone phone calls. Well, we have uh, you know we have three offices, and if we wanted to stay small and just me and one person, then we wouldn't need that. But you need the principal to to be to be systematic, uh, so that. If somebody's sick, uh, if somebody leaves for greener pastures, it's a lot easier to train. It's also easier to control what's being said. And so just the general principle of duplication, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a necessity. Now, Thrive Nation, we're talking today about how to grow a multi-million dollar staffing company for physicians. And so we're talking about sales conversion. You've got to create an FAQ script. Uh, Eric Chup, can you explain, explain why every business owner needs to compile an FAQ or frequently asked questions sheet for their well, sales team? Guaranteed there's going to be a list of a few, you know, three, five, ten questions that you're going to get all the time. Questions that are just always being asked by your clients, by your customers. Where's a fork? Where's the forks? Okay, so we need a scripted out answer to that so you're not sending them to the store if you're a restaurant. You don't want people to have to go buy their own forks. And people will make crazy choices like that when answering questions to your clients. So you got to make a list of all those questions that you get asked day after day. Get, them, get the answers scripted out and get it into your team's hands. Like, how do I get to your office? Right. Can I Where get a refund? Looking? What's your cancellation policy? Are there extra fees? I'm not happy, et cetera. How, what kind of FAQs are you being asked in your business every single day? And you want to create a frequently asked question script. 
Then the next steps, you want to set up call recording. Whoa. You want to record those calls for accountability. You want to create a presentation script, and you also want to make your list of your ideal top 100 ideal and likely buyers. We call it the Dream 100, but you want to make your list of your ideal and likely buyers. And to quote the late, great Chet Holmes, best buyers buy more, they buy faster, and they buy more often than other buyers. These are your ideal clients. Have a special effort dedicated to just the Dream clients. Thrive Nations, my, my name is Clay Clark, and you're listening to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach, and I have my playbook available for you for free to download. All you got to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com. That's thrivetimeshow.com, and download the Start Here business book. It is all the systems that Dr. Zell and I have used to build 13 multi-million dollar businesses. Go to thrivetimeshow.com to download that book today. Also, if you want to attend our next in-person workshop, and I know you do, buy your tickets today at thrivetimeshow.com. That's Thrive Time Show. Tickets are just $99 due to the generous sponsorship of Paul Hood CPAs. Who? That's paulhoodcpas.com. Since we was on, I dreamed it all. Ever since I was young, they said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. They ain't never had the dedication. People hating, say we changing, look, we made it. Yeah, we made it. That was never friendly. Yeah, now I'm jumping out of bandit. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Today we're teaching you the specific path, the proven plan, the map needed, the millionaire map needed to build a multi-million dollar staffing company. A staffing company is kind of like you're a matchmaker between companies needing quality people and the, what, the employer. So the employer needs people but the employee. So you're, you're bridging the gap between the employee who wants a quality job and the employer that needs a quality employee. So you're the matchmaker between those two uh, people. And then if you uh, do a good match, then you actually, so let's say you, you help an employee find a job where they're making $40,000 a year. Typically, a staffing company will keep 10 to 20% of what the employee is paid for their first year. And uh, it's a move. A lot of people can make millions of dollars of gross revenue and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of profit if you're good at this industry. And we had a thriver who reached out and said, hey, I have a struggling uh, staffing company, and I need some help doing it. And so we know the proven path. We're here to teach you how to do it. But before we do, as we know, this, this past weekend, uh, there was NFL players everywhere, kneeling everywhere. Many of them were not standing. Um, and the, basically, if you're, if you're not familiar with this situation, let me kind of tee it up. And, and, and Paul Hood, you can interrupt, interrupt me if I'm getting this wrong. But basically, um, Donald Trump made a comment that he felt like if he was an owner of a team and you refused to stand for the anthem, that he'd, he'd kick you off the team. And he, he said it uh, at, a, at a rally, and he used some really strong language. And so as a way to get back... Um, a lot of t entire teams decided to kneel. And therefore, uh, the entire Steelers team, with an exception of one player who's a U.S. Army veteran, they didn't even come on the field during the National Anthem. And so, Coach Calvert, I want to get your take because um, as a business owner, um, it's all about accountability. And I just wanted to know, what, what would you do if you were the owner of a team and you heard that your players were not going to stand for the National Anthem? I mean, it's a Sunday. You're, you're a basketball coach, okay? You, so you, you're not too far removed from sports. And imagine that you hear rumblings that your top players 
are not going to stand, or in the, or in the Steelers' case, in the case of the Steelers, they're not even coming onto the field for the national anthem. How would you have handled that? First of all, thanks a lot for a great question like that to start off the show. Well, I just want to ask you. I mean, it's not a political Uh, show, but you're a business owner. uh, I just want to get your take on this. My take is I work with, right now, 230 kids during the week. They're young and impressionable. And I have a real problem with it because the influence that you're having on the kids, you have to think about first. And that is, what are you telling these kids? Because when they do it, they're going to get kicked off their teams. They're going to cause all kinds of problems. I don't see how, because this was started by a guy who hated police who said he hated police, and it was started by a guy who supported Castro. And where's that taking us then? Are we dividing the country or are we bringing the country together? And so I have a real problem with Would what you have made your did. guys, I mean, if, if a guy on your team said, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna stand, would you have kicked them off the team, fined them? What would you, what would you do? Would you, would you waterboard them? You can't waterboard players, can you, Coach? I don't think, not anymore anyway. <laughs> right. Used what to, you, when what, I played, you could do What anything. would you do, though? Would you, would you find the guy or would you let it go? First, I would talk to the team about, okay, what kind of perception do we want to give to kids? What kind of image okay. do we want to give That'd to kids? That'd be them? your step one. That'd be my step four one is to say what are we really saying here and what's the effect that we want to have the second thing i'd want to know is okay what are you doing on your own besides this we can talk as much as we want to but what effect are you what time energy money are you willing to give to make a difference in the community too don't just talk and stand up now but what are you really wanting to do thrive nation i just uh the reason why i asked this question is because if you're a business owner you gotta look at the nfl is a business and the owners of those teams are doing what? They're running a business. And sometimes you have to make the tough call. And I think it's a, at least, if nothing else, an interesting question to ask yourself. And, and because I asked you the question, my take would be, if you don't stand, you don't play. And if it's going to be one on 42 today, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would have done. That would be my take. But, but that's why I got that kicked out be, of college. That would be and, mine, uh, <laughs> That would be my. So if it was the Steelers, it would be one on 42. And we would uh, forfeit if need be until Morale improves. Uh, Paul Hood, I want to get your take on this. You're you're a CPA, and at the end of the day, you're kind of a logical guy. You you process information. You look at precedents. You're a well-read guy. How would you have responded? I mean, you're a business owner. If your employees refuse to stand for the national anthem at your Christmas party, or or if you're more uh, specifically, if you're the coach of the NFL team uh, and your players, you get word they're not going to stand. How would you have handled it? Well, I kind of go in a, a, a little bit of a different direction. Um, I do respect a person's right um, to protest. Um, what I don't respect is they're protesting on my time when I'm paying them. And they're my employees. It's my business. They reflect me. If they want to protest, they can protest on their own time. Good response. And so they need to, uh, you know, they're, they're reflection of me. And I'm paying them for their time. So they're going to do what I tell them to do or they can move along. What they do on their own free time, that's their business. Now, Thrive Nation, Thrive Nation, we're talking today specifically about how do you, how do you go out there and grow a world-class physician's staffing company? How do you build a multi-million dollar staffing company? Because we've helped many people do this, I'm just teaching you the specific path, but I don't want to ignore the geopolitical situations that are, everyone's talking about in the office, because I think that's something we should, you know, we should should talk about on a business show, because the NFL is a business. So, step number five, you want to build your online reputation as soon as possible. So step number one, you want to set up the Google Maps. And if you don't know how to do it, just go to google.com forward slash business, and there you can set up your maps. And as an example, if you Google Tulsa basketball camps, again, if you Google Tulsa 
basketball camps. I don't know what Google is. I use Bing. You do not use Bing. And if you do use Bing, you're working for Microsoft. So type in Tulsa basketball camps. When you do that, you're going to find score basketballs up there top in the Google search results. Uh, Coach Calvert, how important are those Google reviews for your business? And how have you gone about getting them? Uh, we do a couple of things. One is we ask people and we give them free refreshments. We'll, tell, we'll beg them. I've got Sarah basically begging people now, and she's doing a great job of it because we, we signed up like 10 in two days, uh, and it's imperative because like my wife and I, if we see somebody that has 70 to 100 reviews, we're not even looking at the people that have two or three reviews. We won't even consider them. Now, if you think about your business in particular, you're competing with the Tulsa Hurricane. There's also USA Sports Camps. Steph Curry has a program. In your program, you guys are setting record attendance week after week. And what's neat is when you do a great job and you ask people for a review, they'll give you a good review. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. I know it's kind of a defensive concept, but Proverbs 10.4 from the Bible. Oh, you quoted the Bible again. It says that God blesses the hand of the diligent and punishes the slackered. So if you do a good job, guess what? People will go and tell their friends, but you have to. You owe it to yourself to get 100 reviews as soon as possible. Because according to Forbes, 88% of the population now reads Google reviews before making a buying decision. 88%. That's a big number. Now, action item number six, you've got to create a no-brainer offer. And when we come back, we have a a fabulous guest who's a member of the uh, U.S. Marines, retired U.S. Marine, uh, Danny Oliver. And he's going to be telling us about a no-brainer, a great way that you, as a concerned citizen of Tulsa, Oklahoma, how you can get involved to support our disabled American veterans. It's a Thrive Time show on your radio. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah, this just in. If you want to download the Start Here book, you can get that now for free. The 13 proven steps that Dr. Zellner and I have used to build 13 multi-million dollar businesses can now be yours. You can download it free. Just go to thrivetimeshow.com and download the ebook today. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Thrive Thrive Time Nation. Welcome back into the Thrive Time Radio Show. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year sent here uh, on on a mission, on a mission to help you start and grow a successful business. And while doing that, we also want to stand up for causes that we believe in and and give uh, the platform to to folks to be able to share um, about causes that they're involving themselves in that we as a Thrive Nation support. And so you might say, well, what are the values of this show? I mean, what are your real values? Well, here's the, here's the thing is, I, I am a big believer of the U.S. Constitution, um, and the Constitution basically gives people the, the right to pursue happiness. It doesn't give you happiness. It doesn't say, by mandate, you shall be happy. You know, if you're not happy, you know, you, you get to blame people. No, it doesn't say you have the right to be rich or the right to have a ton of money, the right to be super happy. It says the right to pursue happiness, right? The freedom to pursue happiness. And so anytime we have somebody of the, of the member of the, the Tulsa area who has fought for our country, 
and they say, hey, I'd like to hop on the show to, to share about something, uh, we always take at least a second look right there because um, you talk about the sacrifices. I mean, freedom isn't free. So you talk about a free market. Okay, let, let's, let's, let's break this down for a second. Let's say that you listen to this show every day, and uh, you are officed in uh, Mexico City. That's where your office is. You, you listen to the show every day, and your business is located in Mexico City. Well, step one, get the heck out of Mexico City <laughs> because you're not going to be successful because it's almost impossible to uh, do well when there is instability uh, economically and in terms of just your safety. You know, my wife and I did a speaking event in Trinidad, uh, Tobago years ago. And man, those guys are going through a tough situation. Every time we've gone on a cruise, you get out on those port of calls and in the, the city, the natural, the, the local economy is just a disaster. Almost every time. And so if you're listening to the show today, I don't care how bad you have it, because I've gone through a lot of stuff. No matter how bad we have it here, somebody else has it worse almost everywhere else. I mean, you've won life's lottery just to be born into this country. Amen. But every generation has to fight to keep it free. you got to understand, like, we had to fight versus the Redcoats to get this country to be free when we declared our independence and now we have to fight for it generation after generation. And we're just one generation away from losing those freedoms again. I mean, we fought so hard to have them, but we're just one, uh, one generation away from potentially losing those rights. And so Danny's on the show today, and, and Danny Oliver served in the U.S. Marines. And now he, you're raising awareness for the disabled American veterans. Walk us through this, this 5K event you're putting on, and why are you doing it? Thank you, Clay. Uh, we do have that event, uh, that 5K on November 4th. We have a wonderful venue in downtown Tulsa at the Guthrie Green where the Patriots and other veterans in Oklahoma can come out and honor the men and women who have served this great country of ours. You'll be presented uh, with an honor bib, whether you're walking, riding your motorcycle, or rolling in your wheelchair. And you can either honor a family member, somebody you may have served with, somebody who never came home from your unit. Uh, and at the same time, we'll have information available to the family members and the veterans themselves who may not be aware of some of the benefits they earn through service to this great country of ours. Now, if you are listening right now and you are saying, okay, I'm looking for some actionable knowledge I can apply today. Well, let me walk you through this next step of building a multi-million dollar medical staffing company. What you need to do is you need to create a no-brainer offer. Action item number six, you must create a no-brainer offer. Now, a no-brainer offer means an offer so good that the human mind cannot stand it. And so Coach Calvert at Score B-Ball you guys have a no-brainer offer. If someone's never been out to score b-ball before, they've never been to scorebball.com, they have a child that plays basketball, and frankly, they're not getting as much playing time as the parent would like. You know, you're going to all the games, and the kid's on the sideline not playing a lot. When they do play, you're going, oh, that was a bad shot. Yeah, were they shooting at the broadside of a barn? What were they aiming at there? And so you're, you're realizing your child needs a little bit of help in basketball. What's the no-brainer offer that you're making for everybody? Oh, kids can come in for a week free and try it out. That's like five or six times they can come in. Your first week is free at Score B-Ball. Mm -hmm, yes. And how do they how do they claim this offer, man? How do they get in the game? All they got to do is call 918-955-7160, and we will get them set up. Now, Paul Hood, our uh, generous show sponsor, he is making two no-brainers today that I am super excited about. No-brainer number one. He is saying, listen, I've gone to the Thrive Time in-person workshops, and I like them so much. You did what, Paul? You decided to sponsor the show, and how much are tickets now? 
Well, they're normally $500. Now they're $99. There's no excuse. you so got to be here. So you're sponsoring the show. You're sponsoring the radio ads. And so the cost of the workshop went from $500 to now general admission is 99 and 500 will be the seats for premium, but they're $99. And you're, this is going to be a limited time offer. you got to get your tickets now for the October 6th and 7th event. And you can claim your tickets right now. Tickets are going fast, but you can claim your tickets right now by going to thrivetimeshow.com and booking your tickets. Now, also over at Hood CPAs, the accounting practice that you own, you have three locations to serve Tulsa. You're giving away a copy of what book, my friend? It's Warren Buffett's book called The Snowball. And, you know, the reason I'm giving it away is I believe that uh, success has already been laid out. And why would I recreate the will? Uh, there's things in there that I don't agree with. But the reality is, is the man's been successful. And so if you want to be successful, you need to read this book. And uh, to get the book for free, you just send me an email, paul at hoodcpas.com. Paul at H-O-O-D-C-P-A-S dot com. Send me your name, address, and phone number. We'll get it right out to you. The one thing I admire about uh, Warren Buffett's book is it's super transparent. And so he he's the only uh, authorized biography that's ever been written about his life. And he starts off the book by saying, anything that you discover while reading this book that's negative is true. Anything that's positive is probably flattery. And so away we go. And he lays out his, his life story. And there's a lot of it in there that you go, oh. Oh, man, I don't want to do that. But then, you, but then think about your life. And what if someone published all the intimate details of your life and all the good and bad decisions you made? Would you be proud of the actual book? I mean, I don't know. But Warren Buffett, he teaches financial success in such a linear step-by-step -step process. And that book is a powerful way for you to learn how to become successful in the world of personal finance. And uh, Paul Hood, I think a lot of our listeners, they want to become successful in the world of their personal finance. How can they set up a one-on-one -on -one consultation with you, my man? How can they sit down and meet with you, Mr. Paul Hood? Well, we're, uh, and we're offering, if you, if you have time, you want to take the time, I'll give you an hour of my time for free. Uh, call my office at 918-747-7000. We have offices in Barsville, Tulsa, and Claremore. That phone number can reach me at any of them. Call and uh, set up a time that, that works, or send me an email directly at paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at h-o-o-d-c-p-a-s.com and uh, again if you if you want the book send me your name address and uh, phone number and we'll get that out to you as well now thrive nation step number seven to build a successful medical staffing company you've got to create a wow experience you've got to make sure that you design the first email what, what is that first email going to say you've got to design your on hold music you've got to design your one sheet one sheet? Well, if you don't know what a one sheet is, go to thrivetimeshow.com, click on the podcast button, and re-listen to the beginning of this episode. You also have to make world-class brochures. you got to have world-class videos on the outside of the website. Everything that the people see before meeting with you must be first class. When we come back, we're talking about how to build a world-class, multi-million dollar medical staffing company today on the Thrive Time Show. If you've yet to download the Start Here book, it's an Amazon bestseller, and it can be yours for free. Simply by going to thrivetimeshow.com, you can download the proven, the proven action steps, the proven system that Dr. Z and I have used to build 13 multi-million dollar businesses. Stay tuned. Live, local, broadcasting from the center of the universe, it's the Thrive Time Show. Do you feel good tonight? Do you feel good tonight? One time.
What is going on? My name is Clay Clark. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are talking about how to build a multi-million dollar physician staffing company. A lot of people um, want to know, what is the proven path for my specific industry? Well, we had one person who actually took the time out of their schedule to attend our last in-person Thrive Time workshop. Now, this month's workshop is October 6th. And seventh, and they wanted to know what is the proven path. What, what how do you do it? Now, I've helped multiple uh, staffing companies uh, generate multi-million dollars, and and I, I just there is a proven path. There's a system, and if you're just now tuning in, we're now moving on to step number seven. You want to create a wow experience. It is super important that. Um, when you finally do get a customer through the door, that you wow that customer every time, or at least as uh, uh, at least as high of a percentage of, uh, of the time as possible. You want to make sure that every customer that comes into the business is not just satisfied, but they have to be wowed. There's this thing called the Net Promoter Score, which uh, Harvard researched. It's called the Net Promoter Score, and they found when people are wowed, they will tell their friends. If they're, if they're merely satisfied, they won't. And that's the battle that you're fighting. You, you, you're fighting the, the uh, cultural norm of mediocrity. And so the first email that you send people in response to them filling out your form or um, as a response to you talking to them on the, on the phone, the first email you send them has to be thoughtful and it has to include a testimonial. It is super important that your first email includes a testimonial and that you have a branded email address. If you don't do this, uh, if you're emailing somebody for the first time from a Gmail or something, not good. Why is that not good? Because if it's if you're calling somebody, you're supposed to be like the best staffing company in the world, and you're emailing from uh, you know Clay at Yahoo1980.com. It's not really super credible, and so you want to make sure that your email has a testimonial included, a testimonial, a video testimonial or text testimonial link, and a branded email address. You also want to have on-hold music that makes sense. When you put somebody on hold, the on-hold music should inspire, it should build confidence, it should make some people laugh, it should let people know it's a big company. Um, if you want to know what great on-hold music sounds like, just call our offices and ask to be put on hold and you'll have a good time. Also, you want to create a one-sheet. Now, a one-sheet, we talked about it earlier, but it's a clear comparison of you versus your competition, and it describes all of the problems that you solve for your ideal and likely buyers supported by facts. You also want to have a world-class brochure. If you're going to give someone a brochure, you don't want to apologize. You don't want to say, here's my brochure, but uh, I hope you don't actually look at it. You don't want to say, here's my brochure, but I hope you don't recognize that everything is spelled wrong. Here's my brochure, but there's a lot of clip art on there. You want to make sure your, your brochure is world-class. You also want to make sure that the videos on the outside of your website are incredible. You want to make sure that everything about your first experience has been, has been thought through. You want to make sure that your presentation is scripted. Um, your presentation should feel uh, uh, like there's a plan, like it's thoughtful, like a tour. It should just make sense. If you've never been on one of those double-decker uh, double tour buses where the tour guide is hilarious, you are missing out. You're talking about you want to make a tour guide experience where every joke that's being delivered as they describe the tour is hilarious. If you've not been on a double-decker outdoor uh, tour bus in a big city where the where the tour guide is hilarious, you're missing out. It's like a stand-up comedian. You want to make sure that everything makes sense, that the presentation has a plan. It's like, it's like a movie with a script. Make sure your sales presentation 
is scripted. Now, the next part of the system, action item number eight, you want to optimize your website. And uh, when you optimize your website, we have a lot of specific details on today's show notes. But due to the constraints of having a two-hour uh, radio show here, um, I'm going to highlight the, the the big ideas. But I want to encourage you to go to thrivetimeshow.com and click on the show notes so that you can get the details. One, your Google Canonical compliance has to be locked in. You have to follow Google's rules. And Google has laid out specific rules, but I'll read you a notable quotable from Mr. Google on Google. This is on google.com forward slash forward slash search forward slash how, how search works. That's google.com forward slash search forward slash how search works. It says, as we speak, Google is using web crawlers to organize information from web pages and other publicly available content in the search index. From the beginning, search has been guided by three core values. Focus on the user. That's one. Learn how search evaluates improvements through rigorous testing. Two, empower website owners. Learn how Google helps website owners manage their search process. And three, maximize access to information. Learn how search helps support a free and open web. Long story short, they're cheering for the little guy and he who has the most content uh, and who follows the Google rules wins. So step number one, follow all the Google canonical rules. If you don't know how to do it, email us, info at thrive15.com. Two, whoever has the most content about your specific keyword, if you don't know what that means, book your tickets to our next in-person Thrive Time Workshop, October 6th and 7th. Be there. Make it in October that you're absolutely, make it in October that you're all over. Make it in October that you that you can't stop thinking about. Make it the October that changes your life. Book your tickets today at thrivetimeshow.com. Three, you have to have the most reviews. You've got to have the most reviews. Somebody say it with me. We have to have the most reviews. You got to do it, okay? You have to have the most reviews. If you don't know how to do it, just go back to the earlier portion of today's broadcast on thrivetimeshow.com. Click on the podcast button and you can relive the excellence. Four, make sure your website is mobile compliant. If you don't know how to do it, just email us info at thrive15.com. Info at thrive15.com. The next move, action item number nine, you must create a proforma. And your proforma includes a detailed list of your fixed costs. You also want to include all of your variable costs and you want to determine your profit per customer. So you want to enter in all of your detailed fixed costs, like your lease, your utilities, your insurance, your salaries, your phone bill, your car payment, uh, uh, consultants, advertising, cost of living. You get the picture. All your costs that are fixed. Second, you want to create a detailed list of the variable expenses associated with providing your service. Every time you provide the service, uh, what are the costs associated with it? Maybe if you're a staffing company, you have to pull a background check every time. Maybe you have to pay somebody a commission every time they make a placement. Figure out your variable cost. Enter those all in. Then you want to determine your profit per customer. So how much profit do you make actually every time you get a new customer? Then move number four, batting cleanup. You want to determine the number of customers needed to be profitable. Profits. It's all about the profits. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're being profitable and you want to determine the number of customers needed to be profitable. Then what you want to do is you want to take all that information and make a business model that's actually profitable. In um, a business uh, a model that's profitable is not super hard to make. You just have to be objective. And a lot of people get very subjective, very emotional. And when people are emotional, a lot of times they have a hard time looking at data uh, clearly and concisely. 
that's hard for them to not look at it with um, kind of rose-colored glasses, so to speak. So I encourage you to get with one of our ThriveTimeShow.com business coaches, and we will help you make a performer. That makes sense. Action item number 10, you want to create a repeatable workflow. What's a repeatable workflow? Well, a repeatable workflow um, is, a, is a repeatable system that other people can um, duplicate over and over again. If you go to Jiffy Lube or um, Subway or any place that's scalable, Chick-fil-A, uh, Southwest Airlines, uh, Quick Trip, you know, other people other than the founder are doing the job. I mean, someone's flying the plane, someone's greeting the, uh, the passengers, somebody's doing ticketing. It's a very complex system, but it's duplicatable. So step one, in order to make a repeatable workflow, you've got to buy a massive whiteboard. Don't fight me here. Buy a massive whiteboard and write out your process from left to right. Then you have to draw out a linear workflow path. If you've never seen that before, get to one of our workshops. We'll help you do it. Then you got to create a checklist for everything. You've got to create a checklist for everything. You can't just have a series of vagaries and verbal commands. You've got to create a checklist for everything. Action item number 11. You've got to create a billing system that is intense. You've got to create a billing calendar. You've got to create a double verification system. And you've got to add a standing meeting into your calendar about billing. Action item number 12, you've got to create a quality control loop. What does that mean? Mystery shoppers and a customer survey system. And finally, you've got to create a three-legged marketing stool. And for this specific niche, you've got to create the Dream 100 system, digital online ads, and search engine optimization. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's okay because there's a lot of stuff you need to learn, and we teach that at our in-person workshops. And we have four ways to serve great listeners like you. All you got to do is go to thrivetimeshow.com, and there you will find all of the resources that we have made for great people like you. We have the workshops, we have the podcast, and one-on-one business coaching. We have the world's most affordable business school, and it's just a dollar for the first month. Go to thrivetimeshow.com. And as always, three, two, one, boom!